Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. No, more like journey. We're throwing out the script. We don't charge a Hello, everyone. Welcome to the sh- welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Bienvenidos in Spanish. Oh shit! I I don't know any other language. Welkommen is in Swedish, I believe. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't know you spoke Swedish. I don't, I I know that one word. I mean, that's more <laughs> than I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to say um, "enter somewhere else" in Spanish. Entro somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Classic memes out there for anyone that for anyone that knows. Classic memes. Classic memes, my guys. I remember when memes meant were like back in the day on Instagram were like were like little photos, and if they were videos, mm-hmm. they were like they were really quick, and we watched like compilations of them like in the mornings. Yeah, especially when we had a friend come to stay around. Like we'd literally wake up to him watching them, and it was like, at first we were like a bit, "What the fuck is like, this?" And the then fuck? like, and then we started. It just to love so, it sucked us in. We d- yeah, it sucked like, us it, in. It sucked That's me what off, a meme does, dude. I just ex- like wait what? Um. <laughs> yeah, once 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 it gets its grubby little fucking claws in you and pulls your ass in, you're like, well, okay, I guess I'm in it. And now they're just like. It's, it's, it's gone too far, man. Most of the meme pages I follow on Instagram now have become, like, fucking... Like, basically advertising porn. I'm not even joking. Um, what was it, like... Uh, Memeser. Like, uh, meme. Yeah. Z-E-R. Is, is, like... I think they recently posted today is... Um, oh, thank God Amber Heard's sister has made her site free. And I was like... What the fuck? Wait. And, then, and then, yeah, and then there was a, like there was another one. Um, who was it? It was the the sister, like another sister of another prominent celebrity, like is is set aside They're free. Really focus on the sisters of famous people. Yeah, I was like, okay, everyone has a sister apparently. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. But then and another they all meme, have another, only fans. Another, another meme page said the same thing, but it was a different fucking girl. I was like, surely this is like some form of like fraud or libel or some shit. Like, it is libel, and don't call me Shirley. Hey, all right, okay, right. What what are we doing today, Sebastian? 
Now that you've, I don't know, now, that you've ruined, now that you've ruined everything. It was my idea. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, so I, I, I didn't ruin. I enhance with classic <laughs> comedy. Enhance. 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 <laughs> oh, man. I need to watch Super Troopers again now that I've said that. Oh, same. Oh, right. Okay. So. Oh, did you know that in Super Troopers, it, it's set in the same universe as Shenanigans from, well, same universe as Waiting? Really? So in the first movie, they keep saying shenanigans in front of um, oh, yeah, yeah. Brian Cox, the the um, chief of police kind of thing, or chief highway police, whatever the fuck he is. And he goes, one more person who says shenanigans is getting pistol whipped. And uh, um, old Steve Lem just comes around the corner and says, hey, Farva, uh, what's that place with all the shit on the walls that you like? Shenanigans? Oh, <laughs> chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love that shit. I um, love that scene so much. Oh, man, it's great. Uh, nah, the best scene is when Steve Lem is like, naked with the fucking cock piece on. And he's, oh, he's, and he's being shot. shot. Good God, man, you've got it. <laughs> You're a disgrace to the force or something. Brian Cox says something that is, oh, man, crazy. Great you know what scene really just like kind of threw me in that movie? Mm. When they're chugging the maple syrup? I'm pretty sure... They actually do. That's fucking insane. I don't know. Like, just I, don't know that, like, I don't know if how? it's um, uh, Jay's character. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Chandra's car. Um, Chandra's car. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm going to try. Fuck I'm going to try. I had, I had to try. I had to try. I had to try. Um, yeah. He's. Uh, I don't know the name of the actor. No. Yes, I do. Eric Stahansky. Where he plays Rabbit. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it, Eric Stahansky's character is actually chugging syrup. Which is why That's when fine. he comes out of it, he's like, whoa. Like, I'm pretty sure he was told that it was fake. So Jay's there's like, I am all that is man. <laughs> you see, that's what you're getting wrong. You're not you're not opening your gullet. <laughs> oh man. I've not watched uh, that movie too movies. many times. Speaking of watching movies too many times, today's episode is movies you shouldn't watch too many times. And there's the segue, ladies and gentlemen. Bro, bro, that was so clean. <laughs> that was a fucking, that was a pristine segue. That's what that was. <laughs> you know what? We shouldn't have said anything about it being pristine. We probably should have just gone and just been like, nah, you know need- what? We're becoming pros at this now. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It needed to be said. Credit <laughs> needed to be given. Thank you very All much. All right, let's fucking go. Speaking of credits, <laughs> roll them. Um, no, um... <laughs> So today's episode is chosen by me. Um, we needed to prepare for this one. I couldn't throw this one at Sebastian because we'd be here waiting for a good hour between movies. Yes, it's another movie, mm-hmm. mo- another movie list, people. It's me and Sebastian. What do you expect? Um, five movies <laughs> that you should only watch once. Now, this isn't to say only watch these movies once. Like once you've watched them, delete them. Never get them. Don't buy them on DVD. Rent them once. No, we're not saying that. It's recommendations. Me and Sebastian have seen yep. these movies. I think I've chosen movies I've only ever seen once. Like, I said to myself, I'm not about to do this list and suggest movies that I've seen multiple times. <laughs> so that's, yeah, where, no, that's, that's why it was hard for me. Like, I, I'm glad we mm-hmm. didn't do this last week because I would have been absolutely fucked. Oh, I still struggled. Oh, you still struggled? Like, I, 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 had, I had, like, three pop into my head pretty quick. It was the last two where I was like, fuck. Same. Three of these movies, I, I was like, bang, bang, bang. Two of them, I was like, shit. <laughs> like, I was like, I went on Google, I went on Reddit, I, you know, mm-hmm. on Facebook, I looked at my IMDb watch list, I looked at like what I've seen yeah. on Netflix. And it was, yeah, like, not gonna lie, it was pretty hard. I usually watch movies more than once. Same. Same. So it's like, how do you pick one that you're just like, no. <laughs> Fucking no. <laughs> Most of them I've only ever seen once because A, they were memorable, or two, they weren't memorable at all. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to see like a pattern in any of your choices by any chance? Uh, in three of them, yes. Three of them. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's a pattern for me in which it's like something about me is the reason mm-hmm. why I've probably only watched these movies once. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. It's definitely in, the, in my first, in the three that really popped into my head. I was like, these are all a very specific genre. Oh, shit. And these are all movies I was, like, these are all movies I was scarred by. So that's where we're going. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I don't think like, I was... these, like, these are movies that fucked me up. I think there was only one movie I was essentially scarred by. The other, the other mm-hmm. two in my three that sort of have a pattern connection. One of them scarred me. Yeah. The other two is like, I don't need that message in my life. <laughs> I feel that. That's fair. <laughs> so with that being said, right, uh, do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. You want to you want to kick it off? Or yeah, I'll, I'll, kick, off? I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off with a good one. Um, I'm kicking it off with, um, with Sean Penn. Speaking of, we need to tell the people your Sean Penn daughter story on the show oh, do we sometime. need to yeah oh, we do at some point to. yeah it's, it's it's funny as hell dog <laughs> you motherfucker <laughs> you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> what fuck you. <laughs> fuck you no so uh sean penn susan Sarandon, uh they both star in the movie dead man walking so sean penn plays a convicted felon on death row who is sort of back in the day you were i think you're still allowed a priest but i think you're only allowed a priest for like one visit but back in the day you could have like to sort of repent before your death be like hey mm-hmm. i want to make i want to make amends with god so when they're getting a priest he gets sister helen played by susan Sarandon, and they actually strike up a relationship and it's actually sort of you begin to sort of listen to Penn and you sort of, you understand where Susan Sarandon's coming from and Susan Sarandon actually fights for Penn to get a final appeal to maybe not be executed, but maybe just have life imprisonment instead. Mm-hmm. So it's, of course, it's like CIA, it's back and forth, it almost happens and then something else happens and then boom, it doesn't happen at all. Um, and yeah. she's failed. And literally as Penn is about to be taken away Susan Sarandon is just sitting there and Penn goes, oh, so um, just wanted to come clean with you. I did kill that guy and I did rape the girl he was with. He admits it. And we've spent the whole movie like rooting for this guy, trying to be like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe, maybe he didn't. Like, maybe maybe this is like a bit of a green mile kind of thing. And it's based on a true story, by the way. Um, so you can... <laughs> Like you can research this. Is that this actually happened? I think it was turned into a book. Jesus. Uh, I think Sister Helen in real life actually wrote the book, sort of how she was like sort of almost manipulated by a convicted felon. And it's mm-hmm. the movie is meant to demonstrate the barbarity of capital punishment, but at the same time is equally disturbing because Penn is actually guilty. So yeah. probably should have said this before. Spoilers, um, <laughs> but the movie is like a hundred fucking years old, you know. So yeah, you know, like and plus, like I don't really, I know we've said spoilers before, but I, I'm not really bothered by spoilers. I like Same. The, I like the but journey, it, and also I feel like the movies that were just because of the feel of my list. I don't know if you have the same for yours. Like these are movies that have been around for a while. Uh, one of mine. Is pretty. Is, a new, is it something new? I mean, well, okay, you, yeah. You, you know what it is. I already told you what it was. Oh. oh man, I don't remember. The cartoon animation, Michigan, coming home. Huh. On the plane. Oh yeah. Fuck <laughs> me, bro. How many east? How many little inklings do I need to give you before I fucking say the movie outright, man? Um, I, I yeah. no. I was just like, wait. What? And then it... Yeah, no. It took me a second, but I got there. But I got there. Goddamn son of a bitch. I thought you cared. I thought you knew. <laughs> I got there, though. That's... 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 that's uh, So, okay. So, I guess in, in the grand scheme of everything, why would you... You know, why would you say only watch this once? I've, I think just because of how hitting that final scene is. It's... It's almost... It's on the same level as... Um, what's the movie with Richard Gere... Where he, um, where a kid, uh, Edward Norton is playing a priest. Primal, oh, primal fear, um, primal, primal fear. Yeah. Ed, Edward Norton says he was raped by a priest, and like at the end of the movie, Edward Norton just flips, and he's he doesn't have a stutter. He's not autistic. He's this really smart guy who just didn't like that priest, and was like, I bet I could lie and get him convicted, and I did. And then the movie just ends like that, and I was like, it just. 
Like I've, I watched this movie in secondary school. So secondary school for me is high school for you, right? Mm-hmm. And I was shown this when we're actually learning about sort of like, I think I remember watching in English for some strange fucking reason. No idea why. It feels like a movie you should watch in like philosophy and ethics or something because it's the ethics of capital punishment because every time Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. goes to the prison, there's like, there's always those two, like there's two halves to the story. There's like, you know, burn him now. And then there's like sort of, yeah, he killed people, but that doesn't mean he needs to die kind of thing. Yeah. But it's it's the fact that the movie makes you root for Sean Penn. And you're like, oh, actually, I don't think he did this. And then boom. Like, it could have been a fourth wall break. I was like, fucking idiot. Of course I did it. <laughs> it's just it's just one of those movies that's like, ah, oh, okay. Like stunned, stunned silence, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just really like, you know, shocking. A good twist. I got gotcha. you. I feel that. And plus it's really old, and really old movies should only really be watched once anyway. Fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, so not really a movie that <sighs> affected me, but a movie I, re- I remember very well. And I re- like I've only watched this movie once, because I only did watch it once, because it's super duper serious at the same time. There's definitely moments where the movie sort of trudges, treads water a little bit. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. What about your first choice? So my first choice definitely scarred me. Oh no! Let's get right right off the bat. That, that it's one of the ones that really affected me, and it was just like the story behind watching the movie. I remember more than the actual fucking movie, honestly. Okay. Shit. Great start. And <laughs> <laughs> but so the movie is the Human Centipede. Ah, oh, okay. So you're going down the deep. Yeah. Movies so disturbing. Probably shouldn't even watched it in the beginning. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. I, I I remember I had I had no fucking interest in watching this. I hadn't heard anything about it, but just off you just see the the the, the poster picture of like the people kind of up, up against like a the the glass wall, mm-hmm. and you're like, nah, dog, that's not for me. <laughs> Like horror, oh, like horror is not my fucking thing. Do you remember when we went to go see it for the first time? How much you begged and pleaded for me to fucking go see it? And you, I was actively I, just, I didn't want to go. Yeah, you're like, I want to go watch Logan Lucky. That movie looks good. Like, <laughs> I just didn't want to see I, Logan I Lucky. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't want. I just, I didn't want. I can't do horror. I don't know what it is. It's just like that feeling that, that you get. That opening of, like, scene where. Um, Pennywise bites the arm off Georgie. Like I still picture that to this day. Hiya, Georgie. <laughs> like, oh Jesus Christ! I was just like, nah, bro. But ultimately, I ended up liking that movie, which is which is good because you know it's one of the only horror movies that I genuinely enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Human Centipede is not one of those fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> like I just remember sitting through it and thinking the whole time, like, what? demented fuck had this in their mind was like this this is a movie this is a movie people should see why someone watched hancock and took the scene where uh, will smith says i'm gonna take his head and shove it up your ass and i was like oh that'd make a good movie that would <laughs> Bro, that's so fucking spot on. And, and and it's just like, it's the body mutilation in the movie. It's just really uncomfortable. It it's reminds me of another like, movie. I, it reminds me of another movie. I don't know if it's on your list. I'm going to say it anyway. It's, um, it's a Kevin Smith recent movie with Justin Long called Tusk. Oh, Tusk? Where yeah, he makes no, I, Justin I haven't Long, even seen it. Yeah. I, think, I can't remember who plays the guy who mutilates Justin Long, but he makes Justin Long look like a walrus, actually gives him tusk, and like the furry mm-hmm. little spikes coming out of his chin and everything. It's... Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I just remember seeing the photo... Yeah, like, nah. I just remember seeing a photo of it online and actually wanting to see the movie, and then I was like, yeah, now that I've seen that, don't want to don't see that movie. Same. So I... Same. No, I saw a picture of it, and just, I can't do it. So before I go to my next one, I tried to stay away from movies that like were like that 
because mm-hmm. I, I know so many cannibal holocaust green inferno um yeah yeah like all those all those kind of movies like horror yeah, movies like for me, I are, say, are, are intended to only ever actually be watched once like yeah. i could have made like i kind of want to save that. that for like a halloween episode maybe or something like you know Oh no, we can definitely, we can Dis- definitely disturbing do that. horror movies that you should watch on Halloween that you may not have heard mm-hmm. of, kind of thing. I probably yeah, just honestly, wasted, that would, that would... wasted three of the options. <laughs> no, honest, no, honestly, that sounds like a really fun idea. And like, I personally, I haven't seen any of those fucking movies. Oh, I don't think I ever fuck. I don't think I ever fucking will. No, but st- you know, who knows? Stay away from a Danish movie, everyone. Just stay away from a Danish movie. That is like quote unquote a Danish movie. Okay. Oh, no, oh, a, a Serbian Christ. film, a Serbian film, not a Danish movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was it's like it's made, it was set and made in Denmark. It's called a Serbian film. Right. Um, so my next movie, uh, this is my mm-hmm. this is my quick fire round. So I don't know if you have a quick fire round as one of your options. Uh, disaster movie. Don't watch this movie because it's shit. It, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Disaster movie or epic movie? I think uh, I think I saw epic movie in the cinema, uh, and I think mm-hmm. it was epic movie. The one where, um, who's the guy who loses his arm in Hot Tub Time Machine? Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he plays like the creepy. Oh, pedophilic, like demented Willy Wonka. The creepy Willy pedophilic Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also James McAvoy. No, James McAvoy plays Mr. Tumnus in. Line which is the wardrobe, but there's also like a pedophilic Mr. Tumnus as well. I think it's also Crispin mm-hmm. Glover. Um, no, I, it's an Indian dude. Is it because they do like? Oh, a, is it, I is remember... it, isn't it Cal Penn? No, I don't think it's Cal Penn. No, Cal Penn's in one of them. No, think... it's the um, it's the fucking guy who was in Nacho Libre with Jack Black. Oh, he plays the guy who gets the knife out in Employee of the Month. Is he Pedro? Mm-hmm. Is, vote for Pedro. No, different guy. Oh, different guy. Fuck me. Right. So we <laughs> cross paths, crossing swords, if you know what that means. Um, <laughs> I mean, we we will be able to cross swords later, Sebastian, next week, because <laughs> I'm coming over. <laughs> Just wasting time because uh, that was a really quick explanation. I don't even want to explain it. Just it's really, really shit. I saw this movie in the cinema, and it's probably the reason why. My dad, for a while, didn't actually go to the cinema or trusted me when I told him I wanted to go see things in the cinema because we kind of, I kind of made him and my mum and my dad go see that movie in the cinema. You know what's, I, I, just because you brought it up, I kind of want to talk about it a little bit. Just like that period in the late noughties where it was just all these pieces of shit fucking par- like parody movies so do you know do you know have you ever studied genre as a whole as a whole not really no. so uh genre is uh theorized to go in cycles as most things do mm-hmm. go in cycles yeah uh so let, i uh, as i was studying horror for my thesis movie in university i studied genre um i studied the horror genre and i was like what does it mean to be a horror and i was like what does it mean to be genre at all so i kind of you know, entered the iceberg, so to speak, chiseled my way in. I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is cool. Um, <laughs> read a bunch of books. Uh, so the, the genre starts, it is, it's popularized, it's overdone, and it's parodied, and then it restarts. So mm-hmm. what I did with horror was I tried to say horror started with character horror. You know, you've got your Dracula, you've got your Frankenstein, your Creature from the Black Lagoon, all that kind of thing. They, they become popular. Mm-hmm. They become very popular. Um, and then it becomes overdone. And there was about a time in the 60s where they, 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 tried, to be, they tried to be too real. And honestly, it was about the time the birds came out. Where people were like, okay, mm-hmm. if the birds are going to be the fucking villain in these horrors, then maybe it's time to do something different. And then it becomes parodied. Now I don't know really I don't I didn't really find what the parodies were, so to speak. I would say the parodies were the B movies at the time. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 sort of like they tried to do character based horror. Uh, they became the parodies, and then it restarts. And what did we get in the early noughties? Entity based horrors. 
He never actually saw the villain in Final Destination, and for and for a very long time in Saw as well. He never actually saw the villain. Yeah. Um. So like you know the villain in so to speak in Final Destination is Death because Tony Todd plays the uh, the mortician. And he's sort of like Death finds a way. And we always thought he was the villain, but no, he was just some guy who had insider knowledge, sort of how things worked. They always had to sort of, there had to be some form of explanation as what was happening. Um, but you never actually see the villain. And then, like, same thing happens. But like in Disaster Movie, there was about a time in the mid-noughties where it was like, why do parodies just need to take one genre? Let's just take them all. And it was that sort of convoluted mess of... Mm-hmm. IPs and ideas and characters yeah. that just really didn't work. Like it's why it's why no, it was, it's, it's why, like, so bad. It's why genre, like the genre cycle was sort of a, nece- a necessary thing before. Because even though the B movies, Rod- the Roger Corman B movies, were the parodies of original horror, they weren't essentially bad. They they took an idea, tried to make it original, didn't really work, it didn't kick off, which is why we call them B movies. But I've fucking love them if you ever get a chance if you ever see one pop up on your amazon or your netflix highly recommended um uh and then you know the genre kind of restarts itself but in the mid noughties we kind of killed that especially with movies that like were parodies but didn't portray themselves as such like sharknado and piranha they tried to be mm-hmm. like proper serious, serious movies movie, and... like proper serious yeah. movies within the genre it's like no you're not <laughs> Isn't there yeah. like ten of like ten of those? There's a lot. Like a, there's like a like more than there really fucking I, I, should. I, be. I know the only reason I know Piranha Free Double D, great fucking name, amazing, is because uh, a porn star I was watching at the time was in the movie, and I was like, oh cool, mm-hmm. she's not she's not just getting a kit off, she, but like she dies of screaming horrible death. If you want to know it's who like, it oh, is, okay. and if you want to do some uh, <laughs> research. So Jana Michaels. <laughs> Pretty sure Keith Hazel's in one of them as well. Like, like they literally got porn stars. Pretty sure Seth Green is in the first one. It's fucking Seth Green. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little history lesson into sort of genre. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I, I like good parodies. Good parodies are. I love good parodies. Good parodies I, I are love. Good. I love a good parody. But now, fucking. Epic movie, disaster, all all of those fucking all those fucking movies. And like, what was the one that tried to do just comedies? The man who knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And there's the Forty Year Virgin title in there as well, or something. Like, no, the the Forty Year Old Virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it. I think that's the name of the title. Never seen it. And then, of course, Never who can forget it. movie 43? 43. 43. Fucking. Should, if I have to say, movie. if I have to see Hugh, Hugh Assman. Hang on. Can you still hear me, Sebastian? No yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a call from a friend. I don't know. Can I? We have to decline. Okay, cool. Hang on. Let me just send a message to this guy. No worries. But yeah, no, Hugh Jackman in those testicles. Like, testicle what? Chin. <laughs> testicle chin. Like, just... Why? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that for? Because <laughs> honestly, like, honestly I, I saw the movie and I'm just like... Stoners can't actually watch this shit, right? Like, they, even they have to have some sort of taste. Sorry, what were you saying? I apologize. No worries. Like I was just saying, like who the fuck was forty movie forty three for? Like I don't. They, I, don't they I honestly to, they don't think make, stoners tried, watch this movie yeah, and they're like they this is amazing. Stoners and failed. Yeah, and, and that's what this is like. How how do you fuck up such a layup? It's such an easy layup, yeah. and you pissed all over it. How they got so many actors to sort of shit on themselves as well yeah and not even in like funny or clever ways either no i I've, i'm pretty sure i watched like i watched the first sketch and turned it off 
yeah, nah. I, I think I, I don't think I got through most most of that fucking movie. It was just right. Uh, let's stop talking about shit and let's get to your second option. Right. So my next one is uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I've not heard of this one. So it's uh, I don't. I guess I don't, it's not really in like the um, the Nightmare on Elm Street canon. Because this is a very, very meta movie. Okay. And I think, and honestly, I there's a part of me that's like, if this movie, if this movie didn't happen, probably Scream wouldn't have happened. Oh, really? I think so. Because so the idea, so the story behind the movie is that it's, um, there's a this demonic force that comes into the world and it chooses like. Freddy Krueger to be its avatar. Okay. But in this world, Freddy Krueger is a character in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Wait, what? It's I'm tell, it's it, it is a meta <laughs> fucking movie. What? Like this demon what decide- in the Jason X? <laughs> it, <laughs> and like the whole thing is like the original um the original actress who played Nancy in the very first one, her name is um Heather Lagenkamp. Yeah. She plays herself, and the idea is that this demon sees her as a real threat because it's inhabiting Freddy, and this is the girl that defeated Freddy essentially. Yeah. So and and it's just so the but the reason it's on this list for me is because I saw the I the very first time I saw it I was a kid. Okay, sounds like a and I wasn't fucking mine. I tell you that. <laughs> so like. There, there are certain scenes that I remember very vividly. There's one scene in particular where um, Heather takes her son to the doctor because something's off with them, and he starts speaking like Freddy, and he like vomits like this black goo, and like she's cowering in the corner. She looks up at the ceiling, and like, and Fre- and Freddy's standing on the fucking ceiling. Just he's standing with his glove, and he's talking shit. I don't know. I don't remember what he says. But that fucking image, dude. Yeah. It it haunted me for so long. <laughs> I was like, how old Fuck, were you? Dude, you, know, you said you were I, young, but how old were you? Do you remember? I was I was fucking. I think I was like five or six. Jesus fucking Christ! I had older cousins, dude, and they if they had to take care of me, this is the shit that they were putting on. Oh my god. Like they weren't like stupid child old. abuse. <laughs> I mean, they weren't. No, they were kids. They weren't like stupid old. They were like ten or something. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, they were just a little older than me. But it was still like they loved this shit. It scarred me. <laughs> My brother wasn't allowed to babysit me till he was like fifteen, sixteen. But as soon as he started doing so. I started getting my mates around and we started having house parties. Like, the thing my mum and dad were trying to avoid was the exact <laughs> thing they caused and happened. <laughs> oh, no, I think, I think, I think for, for me it was just because there was, there were, there was a few of them. They were like, it's okay, they're in a pack. They can take care of each other like this. <laughs> Your cousins sound like the, um, the older, Jay's older brothers from Big Mouth. Oh no, they were not that bad. The trust, the jizzkit, whatever it's called. <laughs> oh, oh Christ! <laughs> oh man. So why, why, why only once? Why, uh, why? I, well, f- well, again, for me, it's one of those things where it's like I was scarred by it, so once is enough for me. Yeah. But I, de- I definitely recommend it to people. You know, it's it's still Freddy at the end of the day, and then you know, seeing Robert Englund play himself. And Freddy in the same I mean, fucking he's, he's movie. He's just a master of horror, isn't he? And then Wes Craven's in the movie as himself as well. That's brilliant. May, may you rest yeah. in peace. Yep. Right. All right, bro. Hit me with your next one. Moving swiftly on, I think I'm going to hit you with the one you know of, or you didn't until I reminded you, dickhead. Um, Very so, much so, yes. A bit of a, <laughs> bit of a, bit of a humdinger curveball. Coco is mm-hmm. this movie. I was on a plane uh, almost a year after I'd lost my gran. And mm-hmm. there was really nothing else to watch on this plane. And I was like, Sebastian, should, should I watch this? And you you literally looked at me and said, dude, it's really good, but like tissues. 
I was like, no, nah, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. Uh, Big, strong boy. I, I was not. This movie hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah. I remember being on this plane and just sobbing my eyes out. Not yeah, be- like, n- not because of like. No, well, yeah, because it's really hard to depict life after death. And in mm-hmm. Mexican culture, it's like there is a specific sort of, you know, belief and culture system about life mm-hmm. after death. Um, yeah. And sort of the expiration to that. I Like, I don't, you know, I'm not Mexican myself, but I feel like this movie was very well researched. It didn't, it wasn't offensive. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was designed to be meaningful for those that have lost someone and kind of want to know that they are and will be okay. okay yeah they are and mm-hmm. will be okay um and this movie just really stayed with me and i would like it's a movie whenever i tell people about it i tell i tell people the stories like, like i've only ever watched this movie once but i will tell you that it's 10 out of 10 it is fucking phenomenal it deserves all the recognition it gets but mm-hmm. I I cannot put myself through that pain. There's movies I yeah. I know I know I, wa- I like I've watched again and I know, like okay, it's gonna be tears time. Like like <laughs> end, end, like uh, fucking Endgame. Every mm-hmm. time every time they go to Vormir, fucking Hawkeye and Scarlet um uh, Black Widow. I'll I will always message you every time I see that scene. I was like, dude, I'm at that scene. The fucking Alan Silvestri score. The, the, mm-hmm. the dialogue, the visuals, the fact that, like, we've spent so long with these characters and, like, they're, they're beating the shit out of each other to choose who's going to commit suicide for the greater good. Yeah. Like, there, there's, like, there's no other characters that could have done that. Mm-hmm. I guess if they hadn't killed Groot in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, they could have done Rocket and Groot because that's a bit of a love connection. If Gamora hadn't died or... um. Or like, yeah. Does Gamora die in Infinity War? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Gamora who does basically the swan dive in Infinity War. Wee. Well, she not, gets. Well, she gets not, thrown. Not that she <laughs> says wee, but you know. Um. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I'm fl- if I'm falling, I know I'm gonna die. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll be like, do, a <laughs> do a flip. Do a flip. Okay, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah um, if Gamora hadn't died in Infinity War it could have been Chris Pratt and Gamora like just it made sense that it had to be these two characters yeah like just 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 touching back on on Coco like for me I remember I remember seeing it in theaters and like the way things were depicted dude were so good the visuals and like, when, went, like when the kids like it was such a beautiful fucking movie. The bridge, like to like mm-hmm. this this the city. Yeah. Oh my god! Like the color, Dude, the, like it was, co- it was the color wheel of that scene. Like, like I know it's all animation, but mm-hmm. I tell you fucking what, Pixar does a good fucking job at animation. Oh yeah, I'm really looking forward like to this... uh, um your. Most look forward to movie of the year. Call back to old episode, people. Um, uh, Lightyear. Same. I fi- I I'm, think- I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I like. I don't know how they're gonna make us cry in that movie, but it's got to be to do with that fucking monotone little robot robotic cat. Oh yeah, that stupid fucking thing. <laughs> okay, so white noise. <laughs> you know how fucking impactful Coco was for me. Mm-hmm. It was so obviously, you know, they're portraying Day of the Dead yeah. and the ofrenda and everything that they that families do. Until we saw that until my family saw that movie, we had we didn't we never really did it. Yeah. It's not it's not that we it's just something that we just didn't do. And then we watched the movie and we were so affected by it. We started celebrating Day of the Dead. We put up our ofrendas and stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like that was a that was a piece. That it felt like that was a piece of the culture that we had just we just we just didn't even think about. Like we ignored. Mm-hmm. And then watching that movie and seeing how 
truly beautiful it can be. Yeah. We started doing it. And like it's become a tradition. Um, Day of the Dead, if we're all together, we watch Coco and we put stuff on the ofrenda and we just kind of leave it there. And then, you know, I cry a lot. I cry every <laughs> fucking time. Like, like just, just, just so much, dude. And it's always when we're putting up the, um, you know, pictures on the ofrenda. Yeah. Where it's like, it, it just, it, it hits you. And it's, but it's good. It's like, it's like, a, it's, it's not, it's not a bad cry. It's, it's not like anything like that. It's like, it's celebrating the people who we've lost, but are still with us. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh man, my! <laughs> I was like, my it's, my next one's gonna put us right back on the original. It's it's, path. it's it's on par with the episode of Futurama, where Fry is searching for his um, summon leaf clover. Yeah, and he, he like he thinks he's in the footsteps of his brother, but he's in the footsteps of his um, nephew. Nephew. So he, he stole my clover. He stole my name. He broke my hand. His legend <laughs> lives on. <laughs> but then he's uh, like at the end when it's like Fry is in the grave. He realizes he realizes what he's done. Mm-hmm. And Bender's like, "You okay, man? You okay?" And Lilita's like, "Come on, Bender. Let's let's leave him alone." And Fry doesn't just say, Fry doesn't say anything, and it's the slow fade mm-hmm. in of "Don't you forget about me," mm-hmm. a movie that's like uh, like a song that's been used at the end of Breakfast Club, and is like generally sort of, you know, life goes on kind of thing. You know, the whole you know you can't see me, people, but just know I'm doing the the bender fist pump, the fist in the air, yeah, the fist in the yep. air, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just fuck me, man. Like the fact that that song can be used for the end of a coming of age feel good teen movie, and then also for like someone who finally realizes shit, I've lost. Like, there's a lot of relatives that are left behind. It was never my brother. It was my nephew. And and it, I don't think it's even like left behind. Like the family that he didn't get to meet. Yeah, isn't and he there, will never get to meet. And, is, and isn't there an episode in the last season where um, he, he experience like he sees what his mum went through? Somehow, mm, and he gets some, to talk to his mom. He gets to talk to his mom. Oh man! And she was like, "I never stop missing you." You know, mm-hmm. you know, you you may you may see like the videos and like or like the. Like I, I don't, I never saw the last season. I know how the series ends, but I, ne- I never, I never saw that episode. I just, I know of the episode. Um, uh, I, I can't really talk about it accurately, but I'm pretty like somehow Fry talks to his mom again. I think, I think mm-hmm. it's like through like a dream machine. Um, yeah, and he sort of sees, he he sees what his mum, how his mum was like, whilst she was still living with her brother, and it's like I had to put on. Like the portrayal of like the strong mum for your dad and your brother, but I, like I missed you every day. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Fucking hell, man!" C- like animations, uh, cartoons, and then like so what's wrong? Animation having an effect on people. Homer gets his mum back for one episode, and she just fucks off, and then you've just yeah. you've just got Homer. Sit- I'm crying right now. You just got Homer sitting on the car. And it just goes day to night. Yeah. Fuck you know. It this the Simpsons hurt hurt my feelings. And even recently, Blue Sky Productions going down. May they rest in peace. They did scrap. Yeah. He teaches his little son. It's like, oh, don't put the don't put the acorn in in your ice cracks because you'll start an avalanche. Like all the <laughs> things he did. He's like, he's telling his little don't son not this. to not to do. And then it ends with him eating the acorn. And then the top of the acorns just there, just left alone. It's like, thank you for everything, Blue Sky Productions. Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. All right, dude. Next option. Take us back. Take right. Us, take us back to Disturbing Town. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this next one is um, The Red Dragon. Fucking Rafe Fiennes. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman, honey. 
Mm-hmm. Isn't that the one where Philip Seymour Hoffman gets um he gets stripped naked, tied to a wheelchair and set on fire and then rolled down the street? <laughs> you know what's fucking crazy? The reason that this is on, on this list for me is the scene prior to that. Yeah. Where he's in like he's strapped to a chair, he's in this basement thing and he's watching a bunch of footage and then all of a sudden it goes quiet. And he's like and then Ray Fines jumps on him and sinks his teeth yep. into his teeth. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. All kinds of good. <laughs> I'm like, as soon as this is fucking done, never again. <laughs> Fuck that. Nope. I can't do it. I will not do it. You can't fucking make me. <laughs> never again. Fuck that. So, you know, what did I choose? What, uh, what were we choosing last week or like a couple of weeks ago where I said Manhunter? Do you remember what the list was? Uh, I, th- I think that was the 80s list. It was an 80s list, yes. So it was. Mm-hmm. Red Dragon is a remake of Manhunter because they oh, really? wa- they wanted to give Anthony Hopkins a chance at the prequel. Fucking A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes sir. That's why Red That's Dragon ends crazy. with um, the guy who runs Claremont or whatever the... Um, psychiatric facility is it ends with the guy who runs that from science of the lambs because it's meant to go one to the other kind of thing yeah yeah and I, i'm Fucking pretty sure the guy even says it's like oh you've got a visitor uh clarice coming in and it's like mm-hmm. oh my god ah, shit. um yeah good <laughs> like good fucking series um and it, i think uh recreated again through the immense power of brian fuller with the Hannibal series and mm-hmm. in a similar disturbing situation oh my god um there's like this asian woman who plays one of the detectives she goes missing halfway through the second season and i'm pretty sure it's yeah. the second to last episode where eddie izzard is playing the chesapeake killer um yeah huh. um and he's like he's been persuaded by mads Michelson, who plays hannibal to sort of like kill a bunch of people and say that it's mm-hmm. him even though it's Mads Markelson doing it we go down into the basement we follow Hugh Dancy in, down to the basement and it's like oh cool it's you you're here mm-hmm. I remember that exact sound tone like like the um, I can't, forgot what the scale's called but like it, like just when it reaches the peak of an octave it comes down a little bit to go back up um, mm-hmm. it comes to the side and she's in like 10 glass sheets and she's like been turned into like Carpaccio or some shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, good movie. I've I've seen that movie multiple times. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Jesus. I think it's one of Ray Fiennes' one of, one of Ray uh, greatest performances. Um so my next one is uh I didn't think you were... So if I, if I was to say Adam Sandler, do you think... Mm-hmm. What, what movie do you think? I'll give you... I'll get Adam Sandler th- and Don Cheadle. Oh, is that Rain On Me? Rain Over Me, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Adam Sandler is struggling with uh, the loss of his wife and his kids, his daughters, in the 9-11 attacks. And Don Cheadle, playing um, his college friend, comes over to help him. And Adam's like sort of abrasive at first, but then sort of keeps, you know, Don Shiddle keeps coming back and like sort of being an, being annoying. I've got a few friends that like, if they saw me sort of spiraling or like, you know, not doing very well, like their love would be annoying. Like, like they would keep coming mm-hmm. in. But the way Adam Sandler is dealing with this throughout most of, throughout most of the movie, um, he's playing Shadow of Colossus when Don, whenever Don Shiddle comes around. And Don Cheadle doesn't really understand the game. But then the game is actually sort of the personification of the colossal event that happened for Adam Sandler that he's in the shadow of. It's mm-hmm. it's it's fucking crazy. But the reason I only watched this movie once is because that's what I would fucking do. I would get lost in a game. Hell fucking yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I would definitely turn to games if some if something like 
beyond my control happened, I would find a way to I'd find a way to lose connection. Find a way find a way to forget. And it's the fact that Don Sheedle doesn't understand that some of my friends wouldn't understand. They'd be trying to say, Hey, let's go for let's go for a walk, you know, let's go let's go do something. I was like, No, I just I I just wanna sit down, I just I just wanna play this game. And I think there's a like a point in the movie where it's not about playing the game. It's Adam Sandler's never beaten the game. He was playing. He was mm-hmm. he was playing the game when the event happened, and he never he, I, like he chooses to not beat it. I think I can't exactly remember, but again, again, I've only watched this movie once. I just know that Adam mm-hmm. Sandler's playing this game throughout the movie, and I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, yeah, that's um, sort of one out of... Oh, there's only one option left after this. So my next movie is also another sort of... Uh, Ed doesn't need this in his life kind of thing. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, what's, uh, what's your next disturbing movie? Is it horror? No, actually the last Woo-hoo! two are not. <laughs> no, this, this, this next one though is just... It's a throwback. Oh my God. Gone with the wind. Why? Why? So, because it's so long. So I. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, here's the thing. I I watched the movie. Yeah. In its entirety, once for some fucking reason, it was on, and I was like, you know, what? I've never seen this movie. I didn't know how long it was. <laughs> I sat there, watched the whole fucking movie. And I was like, this you, is a you, very you, long movie. You realized you'd aged a year. You'd missed a Christmas. That you'd miss the like, Super Bowl. <laughs> what, what is time? Fucking time is a construct. This time doesn't exist for this fucking movie. And I'm watching it, and then it's like, it's, but it's not bad. It's not bad. And I'm enjoying it. And then you get to the end, and he's like, well, well, you know, like the, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And for some reason, I hear this line, and I'm watching this like, I earned that fucking line. <laughs> It is considered one of the greatest lines in movies of all time. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I did, I, I hear it and I don't get it. But then you watch the movie in its entirety and you see him and you see fucking Clark Gable giving Vivian Leigh this line. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Wasn't it like the like for the longest time a rumor that he was actually meant to say some like long-winded monologue? And he, mm-hmm. and he, like, he was just like... Fuck you. You think this movie's long? <laughs> Pretty much. It, it was long for me to film I, it, fuckers. <laughs> he was meant to say something else, but then he chooses to say, I don't give a damn. I feel like that may have been a Simpsons joke. No, in, Simps- in Simpsons, a- a- Abe Simpson is in the old person's home and he watches the movie and they change the last line because damn is like a swear word to the old people like when that movie actually came out like there were there was probably gasps like, <gasps> not not damn oh fuck you you stupid and like cunt. um <laughs> like it came out at a time when like the epic was still around like the four-hour fucking movie with like yep. intermission in between so it's like for me like the time the time isn't, isn't a factor so because i knew going in it was probably going to be a long movie uh-huh. it's like four hours fucking long but, but it's not again, exactly it is, uh, it's not exactly Return of the King. Let's just put it that way. Oh no, no, not at all. But like it's you know you see it once, okay. I've seen it. I don't got to do that again. <laughs> not doing that again. Fuck no, that shit. No, not at all. All right, bro. Hit me with that number one. The final choice time. The final choice time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Requiem for a dream. Oh. I've only okay. I've only ever watched this movie once. Uh, psych- uh, so if you don't know, psychological drama depicts uh, four different forms of drug addiction, and the um, and each character's um, sort of downward spiral to being trapped inside their own delusions. Um, mm-hmm. And I just remember the, the the visuals, the music, of course, the performances. Holy fucking crap! The performances jesus christ um but i i think there was a moment where you see jared leto he think like he thinks he's okay and then he snaps out of his delusion 
and his arm is just like ripped open because like he's st- mm-hmm. it's just like needles, 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 and it's like it's gooey, it's purple, and it's like, <laughs> uh, no, could we not? <laughs> but it's not even that that makes me not want to watch this movie again. It's how accurate the movie is in depicting depicting addiction, not dr- not not just drug addiction, but like just addiction as a whole and the problem that has within people and the fact that we're kind of rooting for these characters again like dead back to dead man walking we're we're being like darren aronofsky um chooses to sort of show us the the delusion rather than the reality because that's what addicts do like they 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 delude themselves. They delude themselves. The people around them. It's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not thinking about you know going home and doing crack. I said that out loud, didn't I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> I said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. Um, <laughs> and as someone who does struggle with addiction, my latest short movie that completes next week, by the way, um, nice is is looking into sort of the next generation of addiction, which is tech addiction. And I'm just convinced that VR and the metaverse isn't going to help. Yeah. We are already addicted to tech. I mean, look look at us. Look at us right now. Talking talking through True. phones, into microphones, to put something onto Spotify. And Apple Podcasts and Google uh, Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> like... You know, you can't not tell me or convince me that we're not addicted to tech. And even then, some some of these some of the, some of these TikToks have the gall to tell you to put your phone down. It's like fuck you. You've put this five second fucking you know hoity toity stiff up a house master. I'm better than you piece of bullshit on the fucking TikTok platform. It's like, you didn't put it down. Like You, you made the video. Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. You put it down, cunt. Exactly. Like, reap what you sow, <laughs> motherfucker. How about make this your one and only video on your TikTok page and prove to me. Like, that's a page I would respect. Like, hey, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to be this page that is, like, I'm going to got one video and it's telling you to, like, sort of, maybe stop scrolling before you go to bed and go and actually go to bed. Mm-hmm. Rather than have like two million videos of all like of different people who aren't you saying the same shit, yeah, like everyone everyone telling me what I shouldn't be doing and what I should be doing. Fuck you, you self entitled wanker. For real, and it, like th- th- this is why I watch movies because they don't tell me what you should be doing. They show you what you are doing. And Darren Aronofsky does this so well in Wet Cream for a Dream. And I think he does it so well in Black, in Black Swan as well. Again, un, like a, addiction to sort of wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, wanting to wanting to be loved, wanting to feel affection. Like Natalie Portman's performance. I, I don't know if she won Best Actress for Black Swan. I think she did. She did. I, I mean, I fuck so. me, she fucking should have. I can't remember because it was so long ago. I'm pretty sure that movie was like 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Marla Kunis um, in that movie as well. I can't remember who plays the, the French guy. Oh, he plays the silver fox in Ocean's 12. I know I know, who, I know his face. I don't know his fucking And he's name. in uh, La Haine as well. I feel like it's Siren, Cillian, Siren or something. You Googling it? Oh, no, I was confirming that uh, Natalie Portman did win the Oscar oh. for Black Swan. <laughs> I want to know who the other actor is. Black Swan. Vincent Cassell. Great, great, mm. great actor. And even Winona Ryder in that movie as well, playing like sort of the Natalie Portman before Natalie Portman's character, like sort of, again, showing addiction also goes mm-hmm. in cycles because Vincent Cassell also has an addiction to, you know, nice-looking brown-haired women at a very, yep. you know, young age. But yeah, Requiem for a Dream, dude. Watch that movie once. Don't need to see it again. Don't 
need to be told that, you know, your addictions are affecting you and others around you. It's just if you do suffer with if you do, if you do think you suffer with addiction, um please tell someone so they can help you. Tell the people closest yep. around you so they can help you. Um but maybe do watch this once and and to sort of see like oh crap crap is that is that what I'm doing? It's like if if you need help, get help. Yeah. Yeah. Hear, hear it from me, folks. If you think you suffer with addiction, the worst thing you do is keep it to yourself. Believe me, I know. Like I got to the point where like yeah. people had <clears throat> to reach out to me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> and ever since, Same. I've I've been a lot more vocal with the people around me. Even like even on myself, it's like, hey, you know, when we were when we were out the other day, I you know I said something along the lines of X Y Z. I shouldn't have. Um, can we talk about it? Do you want to talk about it? And then vice versa in terms of people saying st- something to me. Yeah. Like when I feel like um, like when someone says something to me, it was like, mate, I don't want to hear that. I'm I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed because like you're. Your last pick took us in like a really poignant direction, and it was and it was good. And maybe I'm thinking I should, about mine. Maybe like mine I, is maybe, fueled... maybe I should have gone last. <laughs> this is it's just pure hatred for this movie, dude. You've saved your yes. disaster movie for last. <laughs> yes. What's the movie? Waterworld. Oh, floptastic. <laughs> I have never been so bored and so <laughs> angry with a fucking movie. So much so that after consuming said movie, I have decided to forever hate Kevin Costner. Oh my god. <laughs> you wanna know what that fucking you know you wanna know what the cherry on top is? Yeah, yeah. Um, like a couple a couple months ago, uh city i live in the city of linwood sent out like this um a newsletter to in everyone in the city like the celebra- city i think it was linwood. celebrating its <laughs> i think it was like celebrating its centennial or something and there was a, po- a portion of it it's like the fa- the famous people of linwood and kevin costner's on this fucking list oh no kevin costner grew up where i live and it made me hate him so much more <laughs> it is <laughs> Such a stupid fucking movie. The action, if you want to call it that, looks so bad. <laughs> and then you, and then like I was so obsessed with my hatred of this movie that I, I went online to like look up technical goofs and stuff, just more just more fuel for the fucking fire. And boy, did I fucking find it! <laughs> like. Costner invested almost $22 million of his own fucking money into this. He paid to have this made. It's one of the reasons I fucking hate him. It's because of him it exists. It's because of him it exists. <laughs> and, like, apparently there was, a, there was a point where, like, he wanted his VFX team to, like, digitally remove or fix his receding hairline. This was in 1995, dude. That shit was expensive. And like I, I look at this movie, I'm like, fuck, dude. I just, I can't. I get more out of the Waterworld stunt show at Universal Studios. <laughs> that at least it, it's it's short. It keeps and and I love how in Gone with the Wind, you're like, is it because it's too long? And it's no. This movie's too long. <laughs> this is the movie where you feel every fucking second pass by, dude. I, I can't. I can never watch this movie, and I'm just like anyone who can, fuck you. You're I've not n- human. I've never, I've never even seen it. Don't plan to, but I just know. Without, Bro, you really don't fucking have to. Without, without this movie, we wouldn't get one of the greatest jokes in Simpsons history, in which Milhouse is putting in all the quarters to the Waterworld game, and then mm-hmm. he takes two steps forward and it's insert more quarters to play again because that's how they tried to make mo- money with the movie through merchandise and all that <laughs> you know what's even more annoying that like it is recognized mm. in the film industry and um if you if you study film in college or school 
please don't study film in college or school. Um, <laughs> I did. <laughs> not good. Um, <laughs> film is subjective. You're not going to be... Yeah. You don't need to be told what to do. Just, just pick up a camera. Fucking do it. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, there you can pick up a camera. There you go, you're a director. Um, <laughs> um, uh, it was like it's one of the most well-known flops. No, it's not. The movie's made money now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm out. That just fuck Waterworld, fuck Kevin Costner. <laughs> fuck Waterworld, fuck Kevin Costner. And... This episode's gone on way too long over the last couple of weeks, so we need to leave it there now. Fair enough. All right, everyone. Remember to like, subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a little review down there. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Join us on a trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the scripts. Ah, I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.